I've been told by everybody up on this roof that they're all off the roof. I am on the roof of Exposure 4. Got fire through the roof of the fire building in the entire rear section. with another episode of Old School, the podcast with no script, no outline, no agenda, no notes, no nothing. Uh, I'm G. Rick Lasky, along with my buddy, John Salka. And tell me, buddy, I mean, nothing. We just, I know we've said this several times, that the fun part about doing these is we just go, hey, what do you want to talk about? Uh, okay. And, and we just roll. You know what? It's, it's like, it's like sitting in a, in a TV room or sitting in a kitchen at the firehouse. You don't have a script, do you? And some of the best things you ever talked about happened there. Well, and the, you know, the, remember the concept, you know, when we first talked about this was, God, we, we so many times we're traveling, we're in our hotel rooms or the lobby or on the phone and we're talking shop. And I'm like, God, we just need to record these. So here we are. But uh, all right. So, hey, um, you and I talked just, be, just before going live uh, about a particular topic for this episode and um, has to do with, with, for our listeners, with, with leadership, with, with mentoring, with I just plain and simple being that great company officer, that great firefighter that makes a great company officer. You can't be a great company officer. I'll be a great firefighter. And um, John, you know, you, you've talked about this guy for years, years and years and years and years. Um, he's, he's in our, he's in our leadership book. There's a picture of him in there. We would talk about him in there and all for, all for a very good reason. It's not just to, pump up anyone's you know sales it's the fact that he's he's a guy who gets it he's a guy who gets it and for our listeners we want to spend some time visiting with you with this with this particular episode you know on fdny lieutenant tim clett and and i guess john simply put or just to put it you know just as easy as we can is be like tim right i mean if you want to be a good boss you want to be a good firefighter you want to be a good job Take what he does and how he conducts himself, you know, hell, as a family man and everything, and there you go, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I know Tim for a long time, and uh, he's always been the same. He's always been the same. He's always been the same way he is now as, as when I first met him. And, uh, you know, I'm a little, I don't know what the word is. You know, I mean, I was a battalion chief in the 18th battalion for a long time. He was there, you know, the whole time I was there. He was a great engine officer, so I'm a little, I'm a little prejudiced, you know, towards him, for him. Uh, frankly, I had every officer in the 18th Battalion was great, so I can't, I, I can't, you know, measure measure them against each other. But, but what I got to say about Tim Clett was, man, he was a great engine officer. Now, you know, in the FDNY, and I guess it happens in other places. Sometimes you get guys that are truck firefighters; they get promoted, they become truck officers, and you know, lieutenants. Then they become a captain. All of a sudden. Trucks are few and far between, harder to get. Also, they end up as an assigned to an engine, and 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 they're not engine officers. You know, <laughs> they weren't even engine firefighters. And now to get this engine front piece on, they're riding around in an engine, beeping a horn, and getting off at my fire, saying, "What do you want me to do, Chief?" You know, uh, and that was not Tim. Tim was an engine guy, died in the war right from the start. He was in 69 engine. 
I think I I think Tim was in 47 and before he was in 69. 69 is the 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 uh, uh, up up in Harlem, 28 truck and 69 engine by the Harlem Hilton. Great, 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 great busy place that he was very fortunate to uh, to break in at. And uh, and then of course he made he made a lieutenant, left there because he made a lieutenant, and he ended up in 88 engine. I was very, very fortunate to have him add him to the to the to the long list of great you know, officers in general, but engine officers in particular. And 88 engine, of course, was a great busy outfit, you know. Well, and, and you said it, you said it very, very appropriately that you were blessed in the 18th Battalion of some great company officers, some great, I've met a bunch of them and they're, they're awesome. Um, so talk real, I guess, talk, talk real quick about 8838, that, that house, there's so many examples we use in classes as to how to do it right that come right out of engine 88, truck 38, you know, firehouse in the 18th battalion in the Bronx. I mean, we're talking about a Lieutenant, you know, 24 years with FDNY, ton more, you know, well over 30 years in the fire service. Um, but talk about, you know, 88, 38, just the, 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 the bosses that have to be able to work in that firehouse as busy as they are. You, you were the battalion commander for what, 15 years, almost, you know, um, pretty much handpicking your officers for your firehouse, unless obviously somebody said, Chief Salka, this is you're getting. But so, so you know, what what does it take to be that company officer in that firehouse? And let me say something real quick before I forget about this. You remember Captain Jay Kuhn from Sacramento, right? Taught with us at FDIC. Uh, great, great guy, union president out there. We, we love Jay's old school, love Jay. Old school guy, very progressive does construction and then teaches economics at the college. The guy is just phenomenal. I remember I had him on my Pride and Ownership podcast, John, and we were talking about, you know, the, the role of the, the truck company officer. And I asked, my question was, so Jay, you know, who makes a good truck company officer? And he said, a good engine officer. And, you know, I said, really? He, and he went through all his bullet points as to, you know, you're missing something critical you know, not having been that engine officer, the, the full, the full, the full playbook, you know, when you jump right into that truck, see, not to say there's not good truck officers, never been on the engines, but you made me think about that when you talked about, you know, truck guys, engine guys and officers and that, but talk about 8838, that firehouse. So what, what were you always looking for in officers there when you assigned them there? Well, you know, obviously I, I had uh, not quite, not quite as you described. I, I had a little say sometimes. And, and it was <laughs> What was great about 88 and 38 and 45 and 58 and 48 and 56, the six companies in the, in the 18th battalion was great guys were always trying to get in. Even if it wasn't the guy that I particularly wanted or, you know, whatever. Anybody who got a spot there was a guy that, that had been there, that had done it, that knew what he was doing and was looking to stay busy and looking to be in a good company. Having said that, 88 and 38, 45 and 58 and 48 and 56 all have unique identities. And I guess, I guess most people probably say that in most fire departments around the country you know, different stations, you know, station one with engine one and ladder one and station three, you know, everybody has their own, their own set of characters, their own, their own staffing, their own groups, their own offices that, that set the policies and the tones in different places. But 8838 was always a very, very, and it's well known and still is well known as a squared away, you know, spit shine, spick and span, clean, well-organized firehouse. 170 year old firehouse, right? But right? 100-year-old firehouse, absolutely. They celebrated their 100th anniversary just a couple of years ago. And uh, the rigs were always impeccable, not a light bulb out, not a clearance night. 
Not not one of the little yellow lights over the windshield, whatever out. I mean, the, the chauffeurs there were well known as very meticulous. They had their own little locker full of extra bulbs and extra stuff to keep the rig clean and shiny and this and that. And uh, to, to the extent and for, and for as long as it was that the job recognized it, the, the job they would get a rig with gold leaf on it instead <laughs> of just white lettering. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I know there were some occasions where, you know, 38 truck where they took the truck back after fewer years than a, than a truck normally would stay in service. Let's say a truck stays in service 11 years. And I think it was 11 years when I was on a job, uh, you know, first, first run apparatus, 11 years old, they're done. They, they can go to a spare fleet. They can use them for a lot of things, but they can't use them for first run. <coughs> 38 truck was always in such impeccable shape, even though they were busy, always in such impeccable shape that, that they were taken back with nine years or eight years or seven years and give them another brand new rig and, and, and take that rig and actually give it to somebody, maybe somebody who wrecked the rig or something like that and, and wasn't in line to get a brand new one right away. So, uh, or they would make it a spare and they'd have the spare that was better than some people's first run, you know, first do rigs. But, uh, and I was the kind of guy Tim was. Tim fit right into that mold there. Well, and that firehouse, John, that firehouse for being a hundred plus years old, I, I'll, I, I have no problem saying it is looks better, um, feels better and is better than some brand new firehouses. It is when you say impeccable, um, it's almost like uh, some of these new buildings, you know, they're, you know, they're coming in and, you know, knocking down old stuff and build new buildings that look old. You know, they, they you know, they've got right, the, right. the old neighbor. It, it, you would think that, okay, this is a new firehouse they made to look old you know, with the, with the architecture, but it's, it's, it's incredible. And that doesn't happen without good lieutenants and captains at a firehouse though with good firefighters. Right. A lot of character there in that firehouse. And, and I must say, as I always do, many, many other FDMY firehouses are a hundred years old or close to it. And in beautiful, beautiful shape. I, I don't really know of any, I don't know if lack of a better term, shit houses, places that are just a real mess. I, I know of one or two that I stopped in once or twice in my, in my travels covering, but um, yeah, really, really beautiful. And you know, like you just said, being a company officer in a place like that is sometimes a little bit different because, you know, the firefighters, the men over there have a lot of a, a lot of a routine worked out. Some officers come and go, some come and stay, some come and stay a little while, some come and stay a long while. But but a lot of firefighters come to a place like that and stay there. They stay their whole careers there unless they get promoted or something. And and there was a regular routine there that was followed that 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 resulted in that that big beautiful firehouse with those really beautiful rigs and 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 rapid turnout times and i mean the walls were full of unicitations there it was just it was just one of those you know top of the pile places and tim clett just fit right in there he, he was molded for that place came out of another great place you know tw uh, you know the harlem hilton 28 truck and 69 engine but uh this was one of the one of the one of the great places and, and tim landed there and he, and he had an impact on a place as well. It's not like he just got on a horse and rode it the way he found it. You know, he had his own impact on his on his, on the company and on the crew and the way things were done. And uh, and he stayed there for captain after captain after captain. Captains came and went and came and went. I mean, shoot, that happened while I was in the 18th Battalion for 16 or 17 years. I forget how many captains were there in 88 or 38, but two or three in every company, you know. And, uh, and Tim was there long enough to probably experience well, two or three different captains as well. And, and what's, what's, what's something, because I know, uh, you know, the reason we're, we're bringing this up is you, you recently were, were in that firehouse because Lieutenant Tim Klett retired. And we'll talk about that in a second. But, you know, what I've seen, John, in my travels is wherever Tim has been to teach or he's, he's a repeat teacher. He's one of those guys that people call back all the time, right? Like in Amboy, our good buddy, Jeff Bryant in Amboy, Illinois, the Amboy Volunteer Fire Department. 
Um, they they love Tammy. They love Tim there. They just they just they you know I think you introduced uh, Timmy to him I, I think a while back, and they just and I've seen that everywhere, John. And that's not always the case. That's not always the case when you and I follow someone or go you know so you know that you don't always hear people singing their praises. Oh God, we just had Tim Clett here. All oh, but we can't wait to have him back and all this. And I think he's going to be back there next month again. Um, so, so I guess, you know, we're talking about be like Tim. There's a lot of aspiring company officers out there, firefighters that are either getting ready to move up into the front seat or they want to be up in the front seat. You know, they're, they're, they're acting out of class in the front seat, you know, bumping up when the lieutenant or captain's off. So, so what would you say to them? You know, when we talk about, all right, be like Tim, you know, and, and God, we, we could probably do this for hours with all the examples we use in class about Tim Klett as a company officer and why he, like so many of yours, is a great boss. But let's talk, let's talk specifically about, about Tim here. What, what do you what do you what do you say to to you know Nancy or Rick that want to be, you know, I'm thinking about moving up and I, I need some, give me some hints, Chief Salka. Who should I be like and why? You know? Why Tim? Well, I'll tell you. You know, there's a, and, and I'm fortunate because I was a battalion chief in the 18th battalion. And I got to, you know, I got to work with Tim a lot and, you know, visit the firehouse for drills and for, you know, other occasions. So I, I really got to observe him and see him. Um, he's a great, he's a great, he inspires his guys, you know, not, now again, you got to remember that he got dropped into, he got, you know, he worked his way into, got transferred into a great firehouse with great reputation and great firefighters. It's not like, it's not like they needed, you know, somebody to come in and straighten the place out. It was a good, you know, good place, but he got in there and he still had a great impact on the place because I mean, every run, he gets on the rig every run, like he's going to a fire. Now, listen, you've been saying it. I've been saying it. Everybody else in the world that we know that, that teaches or instructs has been saying it. Get on the rig. Every time you get on a rig, you should be dressed. You should be ready to get off that rig and, and put a line on operation or grab your tools. Expect, to expect fire. Expect right, fire. Right, expect fire. And, and Tim always did that. And not only did he always do that, but of course he got his guys. The ones that were already doing it, he reinforced it. The, the new people that he broke in, and of course, being a lieutenant in the FDMY, any shift could get a brand new guy. Sometimes the captain gets him. Sometimes if they're rolling him in all the time, lieutenants get, you know, a probie too, which is, a, I always thought was a, a privilege. It was an honor to, to get a probie. You get to really shine a place up a little bit, and everybody starts paying attention to basics again. But that was the kind of stuff that Tim did. Tim was always very articulate on the radio. And I don't, I don't mean articulate, you know, dictionary. I mean, I mean, articulate, he was always very clear. He knew to speak clearly and, and to make his messages short. We have, you know, we, we had some funny experiences with covering officers when Tim was working. And the point is, he knew who he was working with, as all of us well, do. Tell, real says, quick, oh, tell, I got this chief that John, tell that story, though. Tell, you got to tell that story that when, when there was a covering officer or a new officer, I think a covering officer on 38, Right. And he said, and okay, he was working in the truck, right? So tell, they were talking. Tell, tell. I think he was a relatively new officer. And, and, you know, when you're a new officer and I was a new officer three times, new Lieutenant, new captain, new battalion chief. Uh, this guy was a new officer. And I don't recall what he was. He was probably a Lieutenant. And he was talking to Tim about how things were going and what do we do here and this and that and the other thing. Uh, and then he said, Oh, who, who's, who's the chief tonight? And Tim said, Oh, uh, chief Salter. He said, Oh, how, how is he? He said, Oh, he, he, he's good. He's been here for a long time and he's, he's very fair. And, uh, you know, he doesn't really, doesn't really ask for much, but don't diddle daddle on the radio. You know, if, if you ask your question, give him an answer, you know, and, and make it short. Oh, okay. 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 So, you know, what is it? <laughs> I, I forget the details. 10 minutes, a half an hour, an hour later, they go out on a run and then they offer report a smoke on a, 
whatever it is, the third floor of whatever whatever building it was. And there they are, and I'm rolling in. And of course, when I roll in, SOP and the FDNY is if if there's a truck that you call the first blue truck, one eight to ladder three eight, you know. Uh, and, and and right off the bat, the guy sort of flubs it. So what does he say when I say one eight to ladder three eight? Now Tim explained this to him. One eight to ladder three eight. His answer is ladder three eight. Go ahead. <laughs> So already I got to talk again, you know, saying that for those of you that are listening, this is not a big deal or is it, or is it we're, we're at the first minute or two of the fire department's arrival of what could be a fire. I don't think we really have time to diddle daddle and go back and forth with pleasantries and hi, I'm here. Well, I'm here too. Well, how's it look? Well, I don't know. And, you know, so that, that's why I sort of developed that habit of just getting right to the point. So anyway, line of three, eight. So I get back on, what do you got? And, and I think his answer was, uh, we got a light, we got a light smoke condition, right? So now, now Tim said at this point, he was saying to himself, uh oh, you know, uh, I mean, it's not like there's going to be any, any demerits or anything here. But so now I'm set, standing down the street thinking, uh, I got to ask him another question. What, what does it smell like? You know, saying we're going back and forth and back and forth. I, I think we must have made six or possibly eight transmissions. Uh, for him to tell me, I'm on the third floor, we got a light smoke addition and it smells like food. I mean, would have, have been done. Would have been done. Which is what he should have said the first thing. When I, when I said 1 8 to 3 8, his answer should have said 3 8 to 1 8, run a third floor, chief. We get a light smoke addition, smells like food. Get back to you in a second. Done. I wouldn't even have to say anything. I wouldn't even have to acknowledge that. You know, so Tim is saying himself, well, Sonka's going to be, you know, he's going to be jumping up and down a little bit down the street. He said, the next thing I heard was 1 8 to 8 8. He answers, 8-8. Eight, eight. Tim, can you give me a signal? I just asked him for a signal. Give me. I already knew this was going to be like an 18 because apparently they didn't have much going on up there. And he, and he gave me a signal. 18 will do it, Chief. Uh, sounds, smells like food. We'll handle it. And we all drove away, and that was the end of that. So it was a little lesson for that guy. And, again, I'm not saying what I do is right. I'm saying, you know, this is a general lesson for everybody, Tim Kletter otherwise, is, you know, if you're a lieutenant and you're working with, with Chief Smithwick, you're a captain, you're working with, 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 with Chief, uh, you know, Cornhole. It doesn't matter who you're working with. You should get, eventually get to know your but, chief. But those, those are the details. Office, you know? Those are the details, buddy, that Tim Clett, I mean, you talk about, about the small things matter. It, it was his eye, his sound, his grasp on the details, not, not overwhelming, like you said, not, not OCD, just, you know what, clear, concise radio traffic, get, right. get on the rig dressed, you're, every time you go out the door, you, you know, expect fire. You're going to a job, you know, until you get there and see otherwise. Because when they, when they, when they were, when 88 was um, first in, like two minutes, remember with the uh, 12 fatalities and they made like 45, 50 rescues oh, with the whole fire. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 88 was phenomenal as all the companies were there. But, but, but now, so tell, I, we've, we've mentioned this story before, but there's a, there's a leadership lesson behind this that, that kind of goes along with what you were saying about being ready and being a, that good example I want you to share another story about, you know, you, you, you pull up. I don't know if you were covering deputy or BC or whatever, you know, I'm, you know, I'm going this one. Oh yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And that's, there's, that's, there's... A, that's another great Tim Clett 88 engine story, right? So, and, and... so I'm acting deputy in the seventh division, which I absolutely hated to do. I didn't want to be a deputy. I wanted to be a battalion chief. Unfortunately, when a deputy was out or off or whatever, the senior, if there wasn't a, a, an available or a surplus, uh, deputy, and <laughs> they would make the senior on duty battalion chief would be the acting deputy for the shift, and then they would then they would fill his spot in. It would go all the way down the line. Anyway, so there I am sitting in a division, and 
a job comes in up in a 2-0. Uh, 1075, deputy responds. We start heading up there. I'm listening up. So that's four engines, three trucks, a squad, a rescue, two battalion chiefs, and, and me, the deputy. So as I'm riding up there, I'm listening. It sounds like frame. Sounds like they got a good job. And before I even get there, I transmit a second alarm. We get fire either in a cockloft or an exposure to. I can't quite remember where the fire was extending to, but it was extending. Second alarm uh, transmitted. I get in, you know, two or three minutes later. I report in uh, to the chief that's there. We discuss what's going on. Fire's going good. And uh, I'm there a minute or two when all of a sudden, uh, rescue three to division uh, seven, urgent. Go ahead, rescue. Uh, we got fire in the top floor. We need to line up here right now. 10-4. So I turn around <laughs> and... There's, there's several engines had arrived on the second alarm now. They didn't go right to work, but they arrived. Then they were standing by, you know, off to the side of the uh, command post. And uh, and the first one had a lieutenant that had a brand new white front piece, no number on it at all. He hadn't even probably had time to to write, you know, the number in pen on a piece of white paper or, or put the, the unit, you know, number on there for the night because he's just covering through that. Brand new guy. His eyes looked like dinner plates. <laughs> and he had this big white new front piece. And a couple of his guys... Looked pretty young, too. I was like, well, I'm passing over them. And, you know, now, and let, again, for those of you that are listening, if you're a chief and you're saying, oh, that was a mistake, you should have given him some experience. Listen, a lot of ways to skin a cat. And, and if that's the way you do it, I'm sure that was wonderful. I, I had no time for that that night. So I passed <laughs> over that guy. Then, then the, the next company is one that I had some history with uh, that wasn't good, not positive history. So without telling all sorts of stories, I, I looked past him and the third engine standing there is who? Tim Clett, <laughs> Lieutenant Tim Clett, Engine 88, with all his men right behind him. Of course, they're from my battalion as well, so I was a little, little, you know, uh, partial. And uh, I pointed to him. I said, Tim, come in. I mouthed the words. Come in. With my finger, I called him. He said, Chief. And he put his fingers up. He said, I'm, I'm third. I'm, I'm third to one a second line. Or second to one a second line. Whatever it was, it didn't matter. He wasn't next up. I said, Get your ass up here. He came up there. He, I said, did you hear rescue? He said, yeah. I said, go put the fire up, please. You know, and that was all the instructions he really needed. Tim Clutch been around a long time. He knows what a top floor fire is in a, in a row frame. And off they went. And of course, none of the officers that uh, that got passed over said anything. They might have been wondering why, but none of them, you know, none of them came up and asked me. I think he may have had a discussion with one or two of them explaining, gee, I wasn't, I wasn't jumping jumping your spot. You know, the chief ordered me ahead of you. And, you know, but there's, but John, there's a time and a place, like you said, um, I use, I used a scenario similar where we had the two kids, you know, the four and a six year old in with heavy fire unaccounted for, and they were in there and I needed someone to vent in our search really quick. And I turned around and one guy with the big, you know, just shocked look on his face. The other guy, I, I wouldn't let walk my dog. And there was Calvin Allison, one of my favorite captains standing there. And same, same <clears throat> before I could even say what I wanted, he was in there and out come the kids and him as the room lit up, flashed over. And, and there's a time and a place to get a new fire, a new officer, some experience. You know, Tim Clett was, wasn't always that experienced Absolutely. lieutenant. Absolutely. Someone gave him a chance, but I agree with you. There's, there's, you have to, as a battalion chief, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of control. We've talked about this, the strings on the, uh, you know, the marionette, the puppets, right? You're just kind of, Hey, and this one's a good one. There's enough fire. This is going to give this new lieutenant, God, it's going to give him some great experience, but you know, there's certain times where you go, you know what, I need someone with a little bit more experience for this one. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's good. That's good. I had a lot of experience, you know, and, and, and so did I at that point in my life, I, not experience as a deputy, but as a battalion chief. 
and, and I don't know where in the incident command book or the incident command manual it says it, but nowhere does it describe the story that I just told about how you can jump around and skip one officer and pick the next guy because he's a guy that you have a little more faith in, has a little bit more experience, and 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 the particular fire you're sending the guy into, you think he he would he would be able to handle it better maybe than than the next guy up who was next in line. You know what I'm saying? So you should always have that. I think so, so I how think does, you should always have that ability. How how does Rick, the the up and coming or the new officer, how do I how do I I want to say earn that respect. How do I get to that point with Chief Salka? What 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 do I have to do as a new officer? Because I, you know what, I I, I told you before, you know about me. I'm very competitive. I don't want to be picked last. You know, I've never I was never picked last in any sport. I I want to be the first one you pick. How what do you what do you, give me the advice, John? I'm the brand new officer. Say Rick, let's have a cup of coffee. Let me explain what I need from you. How do I get to that point where I'm a Tim Clett, like you know, just dialed in with everything? What do I need well, to do? Like we said, like we said at the beginning of the show, you should be like Tim Clegg. You should be the first one off the rig. You should be the guy that's fully dressed all the time. You should be the guy like Tim Clegg. You know what Tim Clegg always has when he arrives on a second alarm? He always has the bottle of rope so he can do a, a, a rope stretch if he has. I haven't seen a, 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 a I don't, I don't know if I ever saw another officer carry a bottle of rope. You know, and every, and every rig in FDMY has one. It's, it's, it, actually, I'm embarrassed to say it's a Clorox bottle. Right. With, 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 you know, with a bunch of rope in it and they go up to the floor below and they throw the bottle out and hold the end of the rope. And when it gets to the bottom, everybody's taught how to tie right in the middle of the rope. And you, you tie the nozzle and they hoist it up to the floor below. And Tim was always ready to do that. Anytime I was somewhere, not first or second or third do on the box, but a second alarm unit, first or second or third on a second alarm, Tim would always have his rope. And that's just one other example of stuff that, that a lot of other guys just got off the rig and just thought sashaying down the street towards the smoke. Wondering, gee, I wonder if I'm going to work or not work, or gee, I got to get out of here early or whatever. I'm not saying every guy that's not Tim Clett is some bum, but he always paid attention to everything and he was always ready. And he impressed me, and as did other officers, every run. He impressed me at food on a stove runs. He impressed me when he stopped that, you know, report of a fire in the yard, reported rubbish. We get there, two inches, two trucks, Tim's there, uh, a mattress. There's a mattress burning you know, behind the building. They stretched the booster back there and the booster days are an inch and three quarter now, putting the fire out. Not every officer, certainly not every engine officer would say, let me look up. With this mattress didn't fall out of an airplane. It might've came out of one of the windows <laughs> upstairs. You know what I'm saying? Like I know engine officers that would put that out and wouldn't know the answer to the question. They come back out to the front. I'd say, uh, what floor did that come out of, you know? And he looks at me like, oh, it came out from upstairs? Yeah, that didn't occur to you that that, that mattress might have came from <laughs> upstairs, you know? If it was already out there last night, today, and last week, it'd be soaking wet. You couldn't light it on fire, you know? But, but anyway, that's the kind of stuff that, that Tim always, you know, made an effort to take care of. He, he was very precise, and he took care of the details. If he had a car and he was washing it, he's the guy that had the white letters really clean on the wheel. You know, some guys will wash and wax a car, and they won't, they won't even clean the wheels. So what does he do with, what you know, you give him, you, you go, Tim... You know, you already know this. You obviously you're short, but you know, we, you got a new guy. You got a probie coming. You know, you're gonna be breaking in a probie. What do you think Tim says to this new guy or gal? You know, when they that you know their first day and eight, we talk about this all the time. You know, when we do our company officer academy, your new firefighter's first day, the role of the company officer, what you should be doing. What do you think Tim says to that probie when he? You know, you know, you know, what I'm talking about that whole. Right. Hey, Lieutenant Clad, I'm here reporting, Firefighter Smithwick. Um, I'm here. And, and, oh, yeah, I knew you were coming. I saw the assignment. What, is, what do you think Tim says to that new probie? Gee, you know, I, I'm not sure if I ever actually spoke with Tim about that or not, but I can only imagine 
that he's got it, that he's got that down to a, to, to a program. He's probably got down to the details of what they're going to do each day and the, what assignment the guy is going to have. He probably, of course, the, of course, the guy is, is going to probably be in the backup position because the backup position is with the officer. He's not going to put him at the door or at the control. He's probably going to be at the backup. And depending on who you are, if when I was an engine officer, a probie was the backup for a long time before they got to the nozzle. Some guys think, oh, a couple of, couple of runs, a couple of days, ah, make him a nozzle, man. Be a long time before a probie gets to be a nozzle firefighter because they got to be right there with the officer. So I know Tim would probably do something like that, probably keep him with him. Tim already drills every day, every shift, every day, every night. They're already drilling. You know that firehouse. Yep. But there might even be an added emphasis on drill um, with the probies. Now, I know FDNY probies still, still carry and make entries in their training logbook. Right. Right. And right. I, that was a great idea. Whoever came up with that, it's like probably a 20 year old idea now. And guys are still carrying around a marble notebook and making entries every shift, who they're working with, who the officer is, any, you know, anything they learned to drill, anything they learned on runs and stuff. And like they that. have to turn that yeah. in. They have to turn that in right at the end of their probation. Have to be turned in when they get off probation. I'm not sure exactly how it's handled now, if it's handled exactly the same way. But back then, you had to turn it in when you got off probation. It was reviewed and looked at. Uh, your officer had to look at it occasionally, maybe maybe every payday. The officer had to look, whoever your regular officer was, and sign off. Yes, these are the days he worked, and he made an entry every day. Like, you you skip a couple of days, you better have an excuse. And I'm sure Tim looked at those as well. And I think the new probies have them as well. And that's a very important aspect of the probies' development because it gets you get to see what he's thinking because he's the one that writes all this stuff down, you know. So I'm sure Tim pays attention to the notebook, pays attention to drills. I'm sure he explains everything because he explains everything to anybody and everybody Anyway, you don't go somewhere and get back on a rig and drive away if something happened. Tim be the guy to say, hold on a second, guys. Did you see what, you see what happened here? And he would explain that. He's a great a great mentor for, for firefighters, not to be officers, to be good firefighters. Well, you know, he's, he's obviously, you know, as, as well as you know him and I know him, he's, he's he, beyond that, he's a great person. He's a great father. Uh, he's a great husband. He's, he's, he's just, he's a great person away from the firehouse. You can't, you know, I've talked about a bunch of times. You can't, can't be a, the village idiot when you're off duty and show up and be super, super officer, super firefighter. You've right. got to play both sides of the, the, the wall. Equally. Great family man. Yep. A, a great family man. And, and uh, just, so, all right, let, let's, let's summarize. We've been talking about recently retired FDNY Lieutenant Tim Cladoff. Very and, recently retired. Very we, recently. Not, we went out to breakfast, actually. We went out to breakfast one day since then, you know, off of Engine 88, um, like I said, 24 years, uh, I think, in, in FDY and a lot more uh, beyond that. Previous, yep. Yeah, well over 30 years. Great instructor, all that. So so let me ask you to do this for us, John, for our listeners. You know, summarize. We're talking about be like Tim. You know, I'm your new officer, and you look at me and you go, Rick, just, just you know what, be like Tim. And in my head, I'm going, so Chief Salka, what do you mean? So summarize, when you say be like Tim, you're right, you know, hey, go, you want to be a good boss, be like that guy right there. Summarize for our listeners, what are you talking about? Be like Tim. So, well, I'll tell you what, he was good at what he did. He made it a point to be good. Um, and he wasn't, he wasn't always, I mean, he was, he was a lieutenant. He was one rank above firefighter. He could, he could have been a captain. He could have been a town chief like myself, like lots of other people. Uh, he, he chose to be a lieutenant and he loved being a company officer. I really don't think he had too much interest in being a chief. Uh, he, I think he dabbled with the idea of maybe taking a captain's uh, test or maybe being a captain someday because he then could be a company commander of an engine company, but he just loved riding that front seat, you know? And 
that's a great lesson for those of you that are out there. Every single firefighter, every single company officer does not have to aspire to the next rank or the two ranks away. I mean, when I was young, I knew someday I wanted to be a battalion chief, and, and I worked towards doing that with, with Jay Jonas and a bunch of other guys in my group. And, and, and Tim did that as well. He wanted to be a boss. He studied. He made a lieutenant. Um, but, but, but he was a lieutenant for a long time. And, boy, he generated and produced a lot of probies. A lot of guys came and went through there, became lieutenants, and, and went out the door and, and, and were company commanders eventually somewhere else that learned a lot from him. So, you know, you should always be, always be striving to be good, to be your best, which he always was. And he was always trying to, to keep his crew on, on their toes and, and well-trained and safe. Well, you mentioned training. He was always dressed. He led by example, by the right example, the proper example. He, every time he got on a rig, you know, he was thinking, you know, like the whole expect fire. I don't care. Everything was going to be serious. It was not going to, you know, that whole thing big. Be ready. You know, every time you roll out the door, there, if you're the boss and you're riding the front seat and you're ready every single time you go out the door, there's no excuses for the guys behind you to not right. be ready you know you're right. you're like you, you know you can't be well he's not dressed i have to be dressed you better be you you better be playing that role and actually a notch higher than your boss um what, what, what a great guy what a great instructor he's another one like um tommy Shervino. we talk about tommy the legend where students light up around tim clett they, they light up around him at break time there's always a crowd around him up in front of the classroom um and, and that doesn't happen on accident you know there there's a there, there's a way about certain people that they make them, they make students feel comfortable. They, they, they're, they're approachable. Um, they, you know, they're always willing to share. It's not about teaching as much as sharing. And, and Timmy is, he's, he's all that he's, he's all that. So yep. congratulations on a great career and, and, uh, and a bunch of other stuff coming down the road, but Hey, John, um, great topic. I'm glad we, we, we talked about this one. Um, talk about a great, great officer. So to those aspiring to be, you know, that, that, that great company officer, simply put, be like Tim, be like Tim Clett. Hey, John, if they want to get a hold of you, best email. That's Chief John Salka at gmail.com. And I'm at Chief Lasky at gmail.com. We appreciate you always joining us. Um, we're, we're, we're tons and tons and tons and tons of downloads. We love it. Thank you. And we love the great messages. Uh, we never end any of our episodes without asking you to, to please Please keep the men and women in armed forces in your thoughts and prayers. And remember, never forgetting means just that, never forgetting. Thank you. Be safe and God bless you.